Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of WWAA Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Mickelson, and for those of you not familiar with me, I am a romance book author and an advocate for causes such as cancer, autism, and lupus awareness. You can find my books on Amazon.com and other online retailers, and you can follow me on most social media platforms, including Twitter.com at Christy Books. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Axel Savage. Axel, welcome back to the program. Good to be back, Christy. And we also have a special guest, Miss Domino from Rampage Wrestling. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. So before we get started with your interview, can you introduce yourself to everyone? Sure. I am Danica Domino. I'm the owner of Rampage Wrestling. Awesome. Where are you located? We're out of Lubbock, Texas, but I would consider us kind of a regional promotion uh, right now. So we are over West Coast. West Texas, especially Abilene and Lubbock. But we are based out of Lubbock, Texas. Awesome. Now, you currently own uh, the wrestling promotion Rampage. Mm -hmm. How did that get started? Uh, Back in 2014, my ex-husband and current husband um, reconnected after many years since high school. And um, they both expressed an interest in starting a pro wrestling company. And I had a little bit of prior knowledge that could support that. And so we started a wrestling company. Oh, how cool is that? Now, what is it like owning a wrestling promotion? It's different, uh, especially for somebody like me who uh, didn't grow up as a fan necessarily. Um, So I had to learn to appreciate it as an art form. Um, And then also, uh, you know, I had to like kind of stake out other promotions and see what this is about, see what standards we should align with, uh, what was important to me as a promoter and that sort of thing. Um, but it's kind of nice because you get to uh, experience a different persona on the weekends. Oh, cool. And uh, you get to be a different person on the weekends. And I've gotten to interact and meet with people that I would have never had any interaction with in my normal life otherwise. And so it has, you know, opened the doors for me to have friendships and relationships with people in all walks of life that I may or may not have ever met otherwise. That's wonderful. Axel, you want to go ahead and ask the next question? Yeah. So I was actually asked this question when I got interviewed and I have no experience running a promotion. So I didn't really know how to answer it, but maybe you do. How many people would you say that it takes to successfully run a wrestling promotion? 
I think that's a pretty good question because a lot of people, you know, have a dream of that. There are several, I would say, factors that come into play to answer that question and, and what it would mean for each promotion. So first of all, you have to take into consideration the skills and knowledge and talents of the people who want to run the promotion. You know, uh, are you going to have to hire somebody for something or is it something that you can learn to do yourself? Um, also, financially, you know, what resources do you have? Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and what kind of standards do you have for your production value? And all of those things kind of play together to see how many people you really need uh, to make it happen. Rampage Wrestling started with three people. Um, oh, wow. But we were three people who were willing to uh, take from our own prior knowledge and put that into the company with three people who are willing to learn different components of the promoting process um, to take that to the next level. And then as we grew and became more successful, we were able to, um, you know, segue into hiring people and have a more professional product. Uh, for example, <clears throat> our first flyers were made using PowerPoint and Microsoft Word. And cool. now and now we pay people um, or we pay somebody in particular uh, to produce those <laughs> products for us. Uh, and and it's a more professional product because they're using, you know, the proper software with the proper training. Same with things like video design. Um, mm -hmm. So I would say that that just really depends on the resources you have, you know, within the, the specific people that you're using who have the dream and the, and the drive and, and also the financial resources you have to put towards it. Excellent. I, I, I want to follow that up really quick. Mm -hmm. Now, how many people would you say are actually involved with Rampage? Like how many referees do you have? How many actual wrestlers? That like, is, yeah, that's a stacked question. So our training center, <laughs> our training center, you know, I would say that, you know, as far as new trainees or people who have recently debuted or haven't debuted yet, there's probably Axel might know better than I would. 15 or so, you know, between 15 or 20 people who are not even on active roster yet. And then oh, wow. you uh, then you have all of the wrestlers that are part of, you know, this is their home promotion. We have relationships with uh, wrestlers that are either one offs or ongoing relationships, you know. Um, and then you have, you know, people doing the administrative pieces of it. Um, and, you know, uh, your sponsors, you know, your sponsors play a big role in that. So as far as a specific number, that's ever growing and ever changing. <laughs> Thank right. you for answering that. That's what I, was, that's, I was just sitting here thinking some shows, three people, some shows, 22 people. <laughs> it yeah. depends on all the pieces and how they come together that day. I mean, and it's, it's things that you don't think about. You have to have reliable staff at the door that you trust, you know, mm -hmm. and those are people that you are constantly looking for. And uh, you want to have people who can help you with things like uh, grabbing video during the show. Um, you know, and a lot of times your referees are just guys in training who have not reached that level yet. And then you need an, you know, announcer, you need somebody to ring the bell, you need somebody to help with the ring. And so, yeah. um, and like I said, in the, in the beginning, it was so few people and we've been able uh, to grow Rampage Wrestling to the point where we're able to, you know, essentially employ additional people. And, um, but every, every show, every um, year is different. Awesome. You're you're helping me a lot with the uh, research for my new book, Malibu Lounge, which stars Axel Savage here. So you're helping me quite a bit. Thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead and pass over to Axel for a few minutes. Um, so I kind of know uh, a, a few of the answers to this question, but uh, I want to hear a more elaborate answer from you. How would you say you, well, as the owner... Uh, decide which wrestlers to hire for shows. 
I used to play a much bigger role in booking than I do now. My role in Rampage Wrestling has diminished over uh, the last couple of years until more of a figurehead situation, you know, due to me becoming caregiver for a family member and, uh, <clears throat> you know, the birth of my two-year-old. Um, but so when cute. I was, he is pretty cute. <laughs> when I was, when I was really looking uh, to help with booking, when I was at shows scouting talent, I wanted to see over the top on the nose gimmicks. I wanted to see um, people who had personality right out of the curtain that were entertaining and engaging their entire matches. Um, you know, I have, you know, I've said I'm not an expert on wrestling or anything like that. So I couldn't necessarily watch a match and say whether or not it was a good match or whether there was botches. Um, but I could look at a match and tell you if it was entertaining. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, at the end of a show at, you know, a different locale or with a different promotion, I would have a list of people I would think I would really like to book those guys. Um, and then it's also a lot about personality. I think one of the most special things about Rampage Wrestling is our locker room our locker room culture. And that's something we hear a lot from guys who are from the outside that it's different here. And um, that vibe is important to maintain and to keep. And part of that is booking people that fit in people who support, you know, the same dream as rampage wrestling, people who uh, can be positive with each other. And Mm. um, I think that that's a really important thing about Rampage Wrestling. One of the things that makes it special is the relationships that we have in our locker room and with our outside guys. And a lot of it is, you know, I'm a vibe reader and um, do I like your vibe? And even though Eric Grayson has taken over pretty much all aspects of promotion, except, you know, the (laughs) during the middle of the show figurehead that I have become, um, he still listens to me and people get booked if I don't like the vibe. And so, um, I think that's an Axel, you know, has really been getting out there. He's been in a lot of locker rooms lately, all over the state of Texas, all over other states. And, you know, I would maybe throw it to him and see if what I'm saying, you know, holds true. Do you do you feel like our vibe in the Rampage Wrestling locker room is different? Is it special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I heard it forever from people. And they're like, man, you know, I really like this locker room. It's different than other places, but I didn't travel as, as much as I do now. And that's kind of where I gauge where I want to be and where I want to keep going back to is places that kind of feel like home places Mm -hmm. that I feel as comfortable as I do at rampage. Um, Because I've been in some locker rooms where I'm just, I want to just be a spot on the wall. I don't want to talk to anybody just here to wrestle and get paid and get out. (laughs) But uh, I will say I've been blessed lately because I feel like I've fallen into quite a few good locker rooms, um, but it's based on what I know. And, you know, from talking to other people that started elsewhere or came from other places when they come to our shows, they're like, man, like this is like, y'all are like a family. Like y'all, like everybody kind of, and I mean, I don't want to like, overdo it but i mean for the most part we get along we laugh we have fun in the locker room it's not a you know it's not a i'm trying to think of the word there's, there's not an ans- an atmosphere of contention or resentment right, right. there you go there, you know everybody and and you know when our guys enter the dojo they sign a little bit of a contract that says what it means <laughs> to be a rampage wrestler and in there we talk about how you know being a rampage wrestler one of the things about that is is that you are supportive, that you're not resentful, that we 
are um, pushing each other to do better within our show and outside of our promotion and that our guys are going other places and representing our promotion in a way where people are like, I want to work at your promotion because I see how you are. Yeah. You know, I, awesome. I, you, you were taught well, uh, you're giving a vibe that I like, uh, you're not coming being salty or bitter. And that's the kind of people that we want to raise out of our promotion and through our dojo and that we want to you know, send out, you know, all over the nation wrestling. Yeah. And I mean, it's cool because some people will come into our shows and they see the, the crowds wow. that we have and they're like, oh, I want to come here and wrestle because, you know, pull a big crowd. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, I've heard that a few times, but for the most part, it is, man, it's the atmosphere. Like Domino was saying, it's, it's like, man, I, I want to, like, we've had big, big names or whatever that have come in to visit and had matches that, you know, just talk about, can't wait to come back, man. I really like the atmosphere and things like that. And they interact really well with everybody and everybody loves, because I feel like it infects them (laughs) because i've heard stories about they bring in veterans at other shows and they have their own locker room they don't talk to anybody they don't do that but we've never had that issue it seems like they want to be involved because it's like they they just are like man it's cool here let's just talk to everybody let's you know critique this and do that and you know keep the vibe nice and yeah it's 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 fun it's definitely my favorite place to work for sure. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because I'm their champion. Yeah. At, at, at <laughs> Quite the suck up. That's why he's got the championship. That's, right. <laughs> That's what everybody says. So I'm just going to, you know, keep it on there. there you go. <laughs> now, let me ask you, what would you say is the most stressful thing about being an owner of a wrestling promotion? In the beginning, it was money, you know, honestly, because, um, in the beginning we were out of pocket. Um, I said before, it was my ex-husband and current husband that started this with me. Uh, My current husband came into a bit of a financial windfall, and we used that money for the initial startup just with having a wrestling ring and a a shop to train out of. And and then me and my former husband really were taking out of our private savings and our private checking to support it until it got to a place where we were able to buy – you know, just the most fundamental pieces of a wrestling show, you know, a, a new wrestling ring, a PA system, our own lighting. Um, so we weren't having to borrow or rent those things anymore. Uh, but, you know, we've gotten to the point now where Rampage Wrestling, sustain, Rampage wrestling sustains itself. And we have some really great sponsors with the Dixie Pig and Abilene and one guy from Italy, our good friend Tony, as our title sponsor here in Lubbock. And those two guys have really come in and helped us um, get to a point where it's not necessarily taxing on our, you know, personal incomes anymore. Um, but financially, you know, big deal, big deal. Um, especially since, you know, we try to run debt free. We try to be in a position where, you know, the proceeds from one show pay for the next show and, um, you know, have all our little envelope stuffed at the beginning of the night, not at the end of the night at the (laughs) cash table. And those kind of things do kind of amp up the stress. Of course, you know, on, you know, those days leading up to a show, you're checking your phone. How many tickets are we selling? Have we sold out front row two rows yet? Do we have enough to at least cover the expenses so far? Um, and so far, uh, we're at a place where, yeah, you know, moving forward, we've been able to, you know, pad our bank account a little bit, uh, splurge on some things that really help our production value. Um, but financials, 100% would have to be financials and yeah. show day. Show day is a cluster for everybody. You know, getting the, getting the yeah. ring together, getting all that done, especially at a new venue. Mm-hmm. I, I remember 
when I came in um, and your ex-husband was kind of teaching me the ropes I'm, a little bit I'm on. I'm just going to throw out there, poor Axel came in. I would, I want to say just like literally a couple months before that went down. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not as shady as it sounds like. We won't go into the details, but you know, poor, <laughs> I think a lot of the guys, including Axel, are like, what is this all going to combust? Is gonna <laughs> yeah, um, no. <laughs> well, well, not to not to go into any of those details. I was just gonna say, when your ex husband was kind of teaching me the ropes a little bit on getting sponsorships and things like that, I remember him sharing with me, you know, the financial burden or woes a little bit. He was like, you know, I'd just like to get to a point at that time mm-hmm. where we just break even. Right. If we break even every show, then I'm happy, you know. But it seems like we're paying you know pulling out of our savings like you were saying and having a wrestling show having a wrestling promotion is not a big money maker you know you have have to keep your day job you know we all have jobs that we work uh during the week and um Mm -hmm. there's you're unless you're charging the fans we call our fans rampagers unless you're charging the rampagers an unfair amount of money for their tickets then there's no way for us to just leaps and bounds and make tons of money on these shows, you know? So initially, yes, the goal was just to break even. And now we've luckily, you know, gotten to a point where we can do a little bit more than that, but it took years. We started this company in 2015 and mm-hmm. a lot of those goals didn't really start happening until after COVID. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, you have to be in it for the long haul. You have to be in it with the understanding is I'm not going to be making thousands of dollars after each show. You're going to be making, you're going to be hoping that you break even or a little bit above so that you can put that money towards the next event. Yeah. And one of the other promotions that I've worked for that I actually feel really comfortable in their locker room as well. (laughs) It's because they remind me of us and they'll, and then he'll make statements like that. He's like, well, (laughs) you know, I own a wrestling promotion, so I'm, broke <laughs> right. right and so it's like yeah it's not a it's not a huge glamour like you definitely have to love it you have to be in it for the long haul and you know and I'm glad that I you know stuck with where I came from you know and I I, I love being a part of it I've loved seeing how different it is from the YWCA shows that I worked security on mm-hmm. to now having you know our new venue at the Prima Vista, new venues in Abilene at the convention center. And it's just in the crowds, how much they've grown, the the repeat customers that bring new customers, you know, and it's just it's mm-hmm. it's great. It's 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 a good vibe. I love it. Awesome, you guys. Uh how do you gain ad like how do you gain publicity and how do you advertise? Well, there's a, you know, there's a few ways to do that. We primarily use Facebook, which is kind of a Texas thing. I've heard that, you know, in other states, especially up north um, and in the east and the west, that it's all about the Twitter and, you know, other <laughs> other platforms. But, you know, here in Texas, we're still hanging out on my on, uh, on the Facebook. Um, so you we, almost said MySpace. <laughs> yeah, I almost did. That's how old I am. Okay, so, yeah, I'm uh, probably older, honey. <laughs> so the Facebook. The Facebook stuff is really, you know, where it's at as far as us using like paid advertising is primarily 
through the Facebook channels. Um, in Abilene, we are blessed to have a sponsoring partnership with um, the news station there. So we do get some TV time. We have some partnerships with some radio stations that gives us you know, some radio time. And you, those are things that we really had to work up to, you know, number one, to have a reputation uh, where somebody will put us <laughs> in those platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, you know, uh, the reputation that'll allow us to gain those as sponsorships because advertising is very expensive. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so another thing that we do try to do uh, is also implant ourselves into public spaces or public events that just drum up you know, business of people who didn't even know we existed or that wrestling existed in this area at all. And so that's where we're at the Comic-Cons. We're at Nightmare and 19th Street. You know, we're going and doing those uh, public events that may be paid for other avenues. But when you get there, you see some wrestling and we're free and you didn't know wrestling existed. And then you're buying a ticket to the next show. And then also, you know, just the rampagers that have been tried and true for a long time. But you got to understand that even that, you know, has a limit because if you have families that are going just because the kids like wrestling, for example, mm -hmm. Wrestling fans go through these stages in life where there is a chunk of time where it is not okay to watch wrestling. Okay. So you've got to, you've got to like keep them right up into that limit and then you lose them for a while and then you hope they'll come back, you know, someday when they like wrestling again or when they oh, have children. But man. that happens a lot. <laughs> it happens a lot. Actually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you went through a I don't like wrestling phase. Oh, you know? absolutely. <laughs> um, absolutely, I did. And I work with at-risk students, and I'm trying always, high school students, I'm always trying to get them to come to wrestling shows, but it's like, I liked that when I was a kid, you know, you're not allowed to like that when you're in high school. And so um, it's just about building a brand that's consistent, that is a step apart from what other people are doing, so it's recognizable. And um, when people come in to the building, you make it a point to make them feel special, make them feel like rampagers, and then guess what? They come back. And yeah. so that's uh, basically the model that we've been running under since 2015 is just if you can get them in the door, they will come back and they have and they have kept coming back and we've grown and grown and grown and grown. I have to say you're 100% correct. I started out at top of Texas, but I became a huge fan of Rampage Wrestling within the last year. So you guys are awesome. And yes, even Axel down there, wonderful person, wonderful wrestler. You guys have got to check him out if you go into <laughs> Lubbock and see Rampage Wrestling. Axel, you want to go ahead with the next one? Yeah. So, all right. I know at the last show, you know, I was actually the one that made the announcement <laughs> for the um, autism awareness and mm -hmm. acceptance. Um, but what other causes? Uh, over the years has uh, Rampage Wrestling been advocated for? What would you say we um, still currently advocate for? Things like that. Uh, I would say less than we would like to. You know, uh, ram wrestling in general uh, can have kind of a bad rap. We've talked to so many charitable organizations over the years asking for partnership, asking to do things for them. Let us come put on a show. And... Uh, you know, there's just like kind of like this you know, mental block that a lot of people have about what wrestling is. And, you know, mm -hmm. 
whether or not that's something that is would be beneficial to them, you know. But we have worked with a bunch of organizations in the past, and most of them have been, uh, you know, children's organizations. So we're talking about Boys and Girls Club, YWCA, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, which is one that we kind of deal with a little bit more recently. Our title sponsor at One Guy from Italy uh, is also very much involved in um, supporting Big Brothers, Big Sisters. So in many shows recently, we've had like a section for them. Um, we've partnershiped in Abilene with DRI, which is Disability Resources. I don't know what the I stands for, um, <laughs> but that is like a... a you know, a group home situation for people with disabilities. And so we had a show there. It was a paid show, but we did make sure that we had some crossover, you know, with the residents and stuff. So I would say the answer would be not as many as we would like, you know, Um, since I work with at-risk students, obviously that's like a niche that I feel passionately about is working with students, you know, but it's hard to get into schools, you know, for bullying mm-hmm. programs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I will say that, you know, in other parts of Texas, there are promotions that have had a lot of success for that. And it just might be, uh, you know, the history of Lubbock or, mm-hmm. you know, burned bridges and whatnot. I will tell you that the I work for the school district and the school district I work with, uh, we looked at having, you know, a show at the school I work with. And um, the rental facilities contract for the district specifically outlines no pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It literally yeah. says no pro wrestling. So somebody got burned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I would say anything that would have to do, you know, with kids that we can get into. So if there's anybody listening that has a loving organization with at risk or at need students, you know, hit us up on Facebook or through my, our email, because we would love to do something with you guys. Mm-hmm. And you I mean, so that's wonderful. I know it's something that we've talked about. I mean, because there's there's cancer walks. There's um, and the, we've been to Buddy Day. Did you go? Yeah, to Buddy, Buddy Day. Day. Yeah, we went yeah. to Buddy Day mm-hmm. um, and things like that. But it's like it's almost like sometimes they're like, "Well, you can come, but we don't want to like, yeah, like, advocate for the wrestling yeah. part of it." You like some of our people already know that you're wrestlers, and that's cool. And you can come like kind of be in your gimmick, but, but we're not going to really like, we don't want to be associated with it (laughs) or don't bring the ring. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then there's other places. It's like, we would run into somebody that would be like, Oh man, we think this would be great. It would be awesome. And the person we talked to is all for it. And then like Domino said, you run into a situation where there's something in the contract from the past, something that happened has nothing to do with us, but they're like, yeah, no, we're, we're never going to have wrestling out here again or whatever the case may be. Yeah. (laughs) So now how can someone become a wrestler for rampage? You just need to hit us up on Facebook. Um, We have the rampage dojo. You can search either rampage wrestling LBK or the rampage dojo. Um, We do have classes that uh, run a couple times a week for beginners. Um, and we train our own wrestlers right here in Lubbock, Texas. You, you also have opportunities um, if you maybe aren't built for wrestling, but, you know, there's always a need for things like referees or managers or or even just ring help and, and being on mm-hmm. ring crew or staff. And so if you have any kind of desire at all to just be closer 
than sitting on the edge of your seat through the entire show, then you you can just hit us up and see what's available, see what you can come out to a training session and see what that's like. Um, but we have been training wrestlers since 2015, and I think we've done an all right job at it. Axel Savage came out of our academy. Oh, you've done an awesome <laughs> job at it. <laughs> Except um, for so, Axel. I mean, come right. on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. He's an embarrassment. I don't know. I know. About. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So I know we said we weren't going to go into this, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Grayson did think I was going to quit at one time. I didn't. I had no thoughts of quitting, but he did approach me. I, I thought he was going to kick me out at one time. And we talked about that. And he was like, no, no, I want you to stay. And now I look back at it and I look, it doesn't even seem like an option anymore. But at that time, that awkwardness that we all went through pre-covid and <laughs> it was kind of like i remember yeah, the, just, I, I remember well, the conversation we had with axel when he told him he could train he came to I, did you work staff or just come watch i did staff? i came in okay. i came and worked security yeah and so the conversation you know before we went to talk to him was be like yeah he looks all right look at him he's all right so uh we went over there and i think uh i call i call eric grayson dude and i think dude came up to you and said uh you know, you're, you're a decently attractive guy. We like your tattoos, you know, let's do it. He told me, he said, if you had any training, I'd book you to wrestle on this show right now. <laughs> and I was like, oh. and, you know, and, you know, <laughs> and then I wrestled way before I was ready. Yeah. He was, he, he was up to snuff pretty quickly. So, but yeah, I think we did all, we did all right with Axel Savage. Yeah. I yeah, think you I did agree. too. I'm his one of his biggest fans, if you can't there's, tell, there's, there's pictures there's on my wall. There's some other ones that are okay, too, but let's just like that, that yucky Mac the franchise, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know, yeah. yeah. Oh, Mac the franchise. <laughs> All right, Miss Domino, where can people find and contact you online? Uh, the best place to get us is on Facebook. Like I said, we're still rolling around on Facebook. We do have a Twitter. We do have an Instagram. We do answer messages at both of those places, even if they're not always updated. We have a YouTube, uh, but that is mostly old footage. Um, but Facebook, find us on Facebook, Rampage Wrestling backslash, backslash Facebook.com. You can also just go straight to our Eventbrite. Go to rampagewrestling.eventbrite.com. Follow us there. That'll give you a notification anytime we have a new event, either here in Lubbock or Abilene or anywhere else that we're traveling around in West Texas. It has been absolutely wonderful talking to you. And you've helped me out quite a bit with some of the chapters I was having a hard time with in Malibu Lounge. I had no clue what it was like to be a wrestler or even a wrestling owner, any of that stuff. So you've been absolutely awesome. And Axel, as always, wonderful to work with you. Wonderful to be here, Christy. I know. <laughs> All right, everyone. We're going to go ahead and say goodnight. And Miss Domino, thank you so much once again. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we will be talking to everyone real soon. Bye.